you own a home, an investment property, or if you're looking to become a homeowner in the Las Vegas area, don't change the station. Because it's time for the most comprehensive, informative, and interactive mortgage and real estate show in Nevada. Rent it, buy it, revive it. Brought to you by Residential Bank Corp. Your first and only choice when looking for home financing. Residential Bank Corp. Funding America one neighborhood at a time. Here's the host, producer, and senior loan officer at Residential Bank Corp. Brian Feldman. All right. Here we go on a Friday night in Las Vegas, just after 6 o'clock, and you are tuned in to Rent It, Buy It, Refi It. We're here every Friday, same time, 6 to 7 on KSHP, 1400 AM, 17.1. I should say, um, 17.1, is that the way it's pronounced? I guess it is 17 point, or, uh, not 17, 107.1 FM. Let me get that straight. I'm not used to saying that when I'm sitting in this seat, although it's pretty cool. AM and FM and simulcast now. But, um, once again, this show is brought to you by Residential Bank Corp with OnQ Financial, funding America one neighborhood at a time. And once again, we are here live in the Residential Bank Corp with OnQ Financial studios every Friday night. I'm the host, Brian Feldman, and, um, you can watch the show on Facebook Live. And on Twitch now, Spencer made the big change and it's working out pretty well. And of course, you can also listen online at KSHP.com. You just click listen live and you will be on board. If you are listening for the first time, man, this gets old, but I got to tell you anyways, I'm a former uh, host of the shopping show here on KSHP radio. And for as of the middle of September, it will be 11 years that I've been hosting another sports talk show just down the dial. Can't give out the call letters is that would be considered a conflict of interest but what i can say is on that station in season you can hear all of the vegas golden knights games live on a radio network does that help you out you know like a fox all right i have to do that but you know hey guys the job guys and gals i should say the guy the job that pays the bills puts food on the table and something i've been doing for uh over 20 years now and absolutely love is i am a mortgage originator a mortgage loan originator with what i've considered for the four years, just about four years that I've been here, Residential Bank Corp, now with OnQ Financial. And um, our job is to take care of you there. And uh, again, uh, as good as as good of a company as I've ever worked for, and especially during what's, what's, what's let's call an interesting and maybe a little bit of a trying time in our industry. And uh, we're persevering. And that's because leadership usually is what helps people persevere is you turn to your leadership and our leadership's phenomenal. And uh, that's why we can help you. And we have shows like this that um, really can help you out and give you a lot of information and maybe make you comfortable when you're making home buying or even home financing or potentially home renting decisions. We can give you all of that. And uh, tonight we are going to do, uh, we're going to do some, be doing something new in a little while towards the end of the show. And I'll have Spencer pop on with that one too, since he's going to be helping me out from a distance. Uh, we have a severe flood warning here in Las Vegas and Spencer wisely decided to wait it out at home.
home. I was already halfway to the station when it announced it over my phone. So I thought a flood warning, well, I can swim and there's no real ocean or lake by here. So we're good. As long as it's not a fire, I should be okay. So I, I stuck it out. I came to the station. I'm here flying solo today. Our CEO, who is going to be joining me within a minute, is in Tennessee. I don't know what the weather is like there, but we'll ask him when he comes on, on the phone. And that's our chief executive officer and president, Corey Wood. We are going to have an hour of the CEO corner. And really today, um, it's about inspiration and it is about um, overcoming and about uh, staying positive. And all these things are reflected in the owner and the person that takes care of our company and Corey Wood. Um, and again, you know, it's funny because I've had many of my friends and I'll say this now and I don't know if Corey's on, on hold. I don't, I'm not sure how it works here, if he can hear me or not. But I would say this regardless. I've had friends ask me like, you know, when you're on the station and you're talking about the, you know, the residential bank corp and Corey and the way you talk to him, I mean, Brian, come on, there's nothing that's really that good or anybody. You're, you're, you're blowing smoke. You're kind of brown nosing and what have you. And, and it's funny because, you know, if you knew my relationship with Corey and how much I absolutely love and respect this man, it goes so far beyond a business relationship. But you can, you know, I, I honestly don't mind if that's what you think. If you get to know me, might, people might think that about me. I'm a nice guy, but it has nothing to do with that. When I, when I talk about somebody like that, if you knew me, it's, it's because of the respect I have for them. And, and because what I'm telling you is absolutely true. This guy absolutely cares about everybody that works for him. And if he cares for us, can he, can he, can you imagine how much he cares for all of his buyers and sellers and, and realtors and the people that get involved with our company and how important his reputation is to him and, and to keep that reputation intact. And, you know, I, I, I've seen this. I can't say seen it firsthand. I'd be, I'd be embellishing this a little bit. And Corey, if you can hear me, I'm sorry for keeping you on hold for so long. If you can't, well, you're probably like, what the hell is he doing? I'm in Tennessee and it's late here, but I just, I just want to set this up because Corey's going to tell his story today. And it's something that, that, that inspires the hell out of me. I can't imagine it wouldn't inspire all of you. You're talking about a man that completely is self-made that under the age of 20 years old was always already bringing in a six figure salary that it was completely by having a goal, setting goals and going out and achieving those goals and making things happen at, at an age that wisdom doesn't come along at that age, but Corey's blessed and he's the first person to tell you that he's blessed. And, you know, but the point is it, it, it's, it's not about a, a, a blessing where you're, you're being a condescending or it's an ego driven blessing. It's no, it's just like he understands, Hey, I'm blessed, but he, he created the blessings. He used the gifts that he had and he did that. And we all can do that. And like I said, even as I get older, the guy inspires the hell out of me. And I hope he'll do the same for you when you get to hear the story behind Corey and how he's developed what I consider a tremendous company. But, but the, 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 to me, the most important thing as an employee is obviously it's integrity. It's, it's, it's about, you know, people coming through with what they tell you they're going to do. And I say this many times. I don't know if I've ever said it directly to Corey's face, but every company I've ever worked for, um, things get embellished. Uh, the CEOs or the presidents or the branch managers, you know, sometimes they have to say what they need to say to make the, make things flow smoothly. And, and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's anything blatant or bad or something bad for you. It's just, you know, it's to pacify you or to get past time or get over rough bumps. You know, with Corey, I can tell you in, in almost four years of knowing the guy, 
I, I've never had him like tell me anything. When Corey can't get something done, it's right off the get go. I can't get it done. If he if he thinks he might be able to, I think I might be able to. Let me get back to you. And if I if he can get it done, hey, it's going to get done. Don't worry about it. I can take every one of those phrases to the bank. I mean, literally to the bank that that is that is. And and when you when you find something like that, you know, you kind of hang on for dear life because it doesn't come along all the time in your life. And, you know, when you get to be me, I mean, you know, God, if you know me and you're watching on Facebook Live when I was when I was a young man, which was well before Corey was a young man because he wasn't even here, um, you know, you know, you didn't have things like this. You didn't have people that shared this kind of wisdom or had this 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 kind of fortitude that I could have used in my life. And uh, and so I'm getting it at a different stage in my life. But, you know, the crazy thing, it's it's just as motivational. It's all what you do with it. And uh, he makes you want to do something with it and makes you want to succeed. So anyways, I'm not without further ado, I'm going to play the 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 well the well-deserved open for the CEO corner since it's going to be the entire show. But uh, I hope you enjoy this. And, and, and right after this, we're going to hear from Corey Wood. Are you ready to get the inside scoop? Updates on interest rates, home financing programs, industry secrets and projections you can't get anywhere but right here on Rent It, Buy It, Refi It. That's right. It's time for the CEO Corner with Residential Bank Corp. Chief Executive Officer Corey Wood with this week's State of the Mortgage Industry Address. Now, here's Corey. That's the best introduction since Ed McMahon did that for Johnny Carson, in my opinion, man. This isn't quite the Tonight Show, and I'm far from Johnny Carson, but... uh but the bottom line is John does a great job introducing Corey. Corey, I, I know you're in Tennessee. I know it's later there. And uh, we had some technical difficulties starting the show out today. Uh, nothing major. Spencer and I were just getting everything together because we're putting together a new um, feature on the show that is going to begin the second week in September. It's going to be right now. I don't know if this will be what it's going to be coined. But for lack of a better term at this point, we're going to call it listings of the week. That's simple. And we're also going to have buyers of the month. And it's going to come with some rewards to people that win these things. But you're going to get an opportunity. Our viewers and our listeners will get an opportunity out there to see current homes listing. And it will give you an idea. We're going to give you an idea of what pricing is like based on square footage, based on the amount of bedrooms it has, the the lot size. And we'll even give you an idea of what the mortgage payment could be. Now, understand this. When I do this, this is all, these are going to be off of MLS sheets rather than to cover myself. We do. We give all of our MLS and MLS numbers out to make sure we're compliant. But with this, it's because it is on an MLS sheet. I can simply tell you what the projected payment is going to be in a perfect world. And that is something that's the reason realtors are able to put those on sheets. So I just want to put that out there up front. We're not going to waste any more time. I'm going to give him another round of applause. It's time for Corey Wood. So there, Corey, first of all, how the heck are you, my friend? It, Brian, I'm always doing well. I'm blessed. Um, you know, thank God for everything I always have. And, uh, you know, I, it's always a pleasure working with you and, and everybody within the organization that I have around me. Because without, without the staff that we have, we wouldn't be the company we are today. Well, there's no doubt about it. And again, you know, I'm not going to sit here and continue to, 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 to toot your horn. I did a lot, uh, did on uh, off air a little bit, but, but the point is it's you, you're the one that picks out the majority of these people. So it's the, you know, and, and what it seems like you've kind of done is 
because you've looked for people that are kind of in their own way a reflection of yourself and your values and your ideals. And, and it's funny because we didn't know each other at all. I was totally set on going somewhere else when I initially met you with one of my dear friends and a former business associate, Lewis. And, and, uh, you know, and, and it was about 10 minutes after I left the office, Lewis were walking in the parking lot and I'll never forget it. He looks over at me, he goes, so what do you think? He goes, dude, I don't think I'm in. And, and it was, you know, it's a vibe that you get when you talk to people. And, and I realized that, you know, that you're, you're a guy, you know, people, I guess, with, with decent sized hearts that care about other people, somehow God manifests that and puts them together. And I'm just very thankful that I ended up in the position that I ended up in and going through tough times as we all are right now. I'm comforted knowing that I've got a guy that knows how to navigate a ship. And so I'm sitting in the ship. We got some nasty water out there. We got some wicked waves coming over the top, but I've got a seasoned captain, man, that's been through this before and understands how to deal with it. Most importantly, knows how to keep the crew calm while we're going through it. And that's to me the most important thing. And I hope all other brand lenders out there, real estate brokers out there that you're paying attention to this in this respect is right now your people don't need you to whip them. They need you to reassure them. And Corey's great at that. And it's not reassuring them with falsities and things that aren't going to happen. It's reassuring them that if they get up and show up and do their job every day, they're going to be rewarded and they'll find a way. Um, Corey, I, I, to start off, my friend, just your story from, from day one, from the beginning, and let's let's talk about this. So, so Brian, you know, I got into this industry when I was 18 years old. Um, you know, I was still in high school. I uh, had an opportunity to get into the lending business. Uh, someone I knew told me, get my real estate license. Uh, so I started studying while I was in high school for it. Got my real estate license. Uh, the moment I graduated, I started uh, as a loan officer. It took me probably three to four months to really learn the industry. They'd gone through the, every one of us goes through that in the world at times. And some people, you know, you just get filled up with it. Well, when you're a 19 year old, kid and you're going into places that usually is an adult driven industry and people that are much older than you doing your job, uh, they've got to look at you and not, not purposely disrespect you. There's got to be some respect and admiration for the fact that you show up. Here you are, a young kid dressed up nice and in here trying to work. So that you had going for you, but you couldn't hide your youth. And and I got to believe the rejection at times. I'll bet some days those 24 calls, you, you went over 25. You had to once in a while. What did you do to pick yourself up? Because right now, that lesson of understanding how to pick yourself up at tough, on tough times probably couldn't be a better thing for people to hear right now, but talk about how you got through those days and kept going and say, okay, tomorrow I can, uh, man, I just got kicked in the teeth 25 times today and I got to get up tomorrow. And there is that chance, man, I could have no teeth left by the end of the day tomorrow. So Brian, th- th- I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little bit more background on where I started. So I started as a loan officer for the first year. So the first year of my life, I was a loan officer. I was, you know, dealing with realtors. I was dealing with, um, you know, banks that would couldn't do certain deals, they would turn them down. And then I moved into wholesale. And what wholesale was is I would go see mortgage brokers that would send their loans to my company. I worked for a wholesale lender. So when I started for that with that wholesale lender, you know, like I said, the average account executive out there would see about five to six offices a day. Right. I went out and saw twenty four twenty five and I would get a lot of rejection. But I never gave up. So every Monday I would see the same twenty five accounts. Every Tuesday, the same 25. And the way I did it is I did it geographically. Back then, we didn't have computers. That was in 1993. Well, it was 92 when I started. But in 93 is when I put my real plan together. 
I, I would map it out geographically. So I would start at 8 a.m. 8 every morning in the first office, and I would spend I would try to spend 15 minutes in every office I'd go to, and then it would only take me five minutes to get to the next office. So I would walk into that office, and I would say, hey, you know, I'm here today. You know, I want an opportunity for one loan this month from your office. And, you know, most of the time I'd get rejection in the first few weeks. You know, they were like, no, I'm not going to do it. But I kept going back every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday to those same offices till it became so repetitive, they finally said, you know what, I'm going to give you one loan. And what I would tell them is this. I would say, you know, give me one loan. Give me an opportunity. If I don't perform and my company doesn't perform, I will never set foot back in your office again. And I made sure when those loans came in, they performed. So I'll give you an example. Um, in my technical first month, my fundings, I funded $7.7 million in my first month. My second month in the business, I funded $10.1 million. And my third, the third uh, month, I funded $13.3 million. Wow. So I was the top account executive in the entire nation by that time, but I was seeing so many offices and all I was asking for was one loan. And the average office I would go into was doing probably six or seven loans a month. And that was, a, they didn't have an, they didn't have a problem giving me an opportunity. And I just made sure I performed. I followed up. I always answered my phone like I answer my phone today. You know, I never dropped the ball. And I'll tell you, for the first year of my life in that business, when I was doing that, I had no time for anything else but that business. It was it was Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, I was prepping for that next week. So you know, I, I didn't have these large accounts. I had I had about 120 small accounts. Anywhere I'd range anywhere from 110 to 120 small accounts, and I'd get just small amounts of business from all these different people, and that that grew eventually into larger accounts and that's how I built kind of like I call it my empire and that's how I pushed I started pushing off a lot of that business to people that would come to work with me so it was just a matter of getting out there and there was always rejection there were days I would go out and I'd go see 25 like you said and I might only have one good call that day and everybody else was rude they didn't want to see me but I never let that get me down when I'd walk into the office I was always positive that positivity would rub off on people and it was funny. I, you know, I would never hear from these accounts, and I'd walk in that day, and I'd walk in. They'd say, "Like, we don't have anything for you." Guess what? Two hours later, I get a phone call from them just because they saw me. And, and and later in life, they would say, "You know, you always came in my office. You were always so positive. When you came in, I felt better about my day, and I wanted to work with you." So it was just what you emulate to other people kind of like spins off on them. It makes them feel better. And, you know, it just that business will grow around you. You know, Corey, it couldn't be better said. And, and you know, what, and, and, you know, it's crazy because you and I have a lot of similar ideals on things. I, I, I wish at a younger age I would have had more of that work ethic and that tenacity and also the ingenuity to do some of the things you did. But it's cool that I'm learning all of this now and getting this and, 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 and proof that, you know, it's never too late to continue to learn and never too late to succeed. And, and, and there's many, many opportunities and people that are proof of that out there. But, you know, what, what, Corey, because I know I go through this and, you know, we, we laugh and I say it all the time, but you know me very well by now. If, and, and same with you. And neither one of us say things that we don't, we, we practice what we preach. And I tell people all the time, I find ways to turn something negative into positive. I don't use the word I'm aggravated. I use the word I'm amazed. I, I, I am never frustrated. I am fascinated. Now, even though they might have the same 
play, it's the way that you say them. It almost makes you smile when you say them. It's trying to find a way to turn any kind of negative into a positive. You have done that your entire life. And again, it, 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 it rubs off on everyone around them. I get how they do that because I'll hear that, you know, like, God, you're so positive all the time. And just like everyone else. And I know just like with you, Corey, we've all got our own, our own, you know, our own things that we have to deal with in life that might not be the greatest or the most positive. But as you learn, time is short. And the, and, and the bottom line is, is everybody has their own thing. They don't need mine. And I attribute mine, Corey, where I get mine from is a lot to my dad because my dad was a doctor and every single day he would go to work and I would watch him. You know, he'd almost psych himself up in the morning to when, when, you know, when I, when I was able to watch him getting ready for work or go to work and he would go to work. And, and whenever he talked to my dad's patients, they loved the guy. He was just a good, and I, you know, and I talked to my dad about it like, dad, how do you do a job where every day, think about it, a doctor, every day you go to work, everybody that is coming to see you does not want to be there. They're coming to see you because something is wrong with them. I mean, and that's your job is to go and deal with people that are every day, the vast majority of people that you're going to be seeing as your clients, patients, they are going to be unhappy. And you have to find a way to leave every one of your problems, your entire situation, no matter what's going on in your head and your life, you've got to leave it at the door because these people need you in a different way. And I always resonated that from my father. It's like, you know what? Wow, that's kind of a good lesson just to take into life that, you know, everyone has their own stuff. They don't need yours. And it's funny, Corey, because when we first met and I would answer the phone and I would make you laugh, you'd say, hey, Brian, how you doing? And I'd say, Corey, I'm so damn good. I could hardly stand it. And uh, people, why do you, well, the truth of the matter is, when have you ever called somebody up and asked them, how are you doing? Wanting to hear anything, but I'm great. How are you? The minute they tell you, Corey, man, my rheumatoid arthritis in my shoulder, man, you know what? That Person, I guarantee you, Corey's going to say, hi, what's going on? You're never asking that person how you're doing again because, you know, but that's the, and, but the thing is, and that's not necessarily verbatim for everyone, but the point is, the, the underlying point in that is, is it is assume that everyone wants to hear you positive. They need your positivity and they have their own stuff to deal with. So when you're dealing with people out in the working world, especially as part of your business, understand that your job is to make, you know, to, to be happy, to be the positive. And if other people want to be negative, that is their problem. But you, you get ahead in life, I think, and Corey, you've taught everyone that by being, you know, being respectful for everybody that you talk to and no matter what kind of day you're having, once you walk out that door, you leave that at home to you get back home at night. Yeah, Brian. So I, I think, you know, you need to be humble as a person, you know, no matter how successful you are. Um, you need to be a problem solver. You know, the one thing we're always, whether we're in the loan business, the real estate business, there's always going to be things going wrong. And and my thing has always been, and I tell everybody this, let's figure out how to solve that problem. We might have a problem, but let's face it head on. We don't want to wait because it's going to snowball and get out of control. And if we have bad news, let's deliver that bad news right away. And let's turn that bad news into good news. Like I'll tell you, when, you know, when I used to have to deliver uh, like a declination to somebody where we declined their loan and they didn't qualify. You know, I'd go to that borrower and I'd say, okay, here's what's going on. Here's why you don't qualify. 
and here's what we can do in the future, or here's what you can do in the future to qualify. Maybe you don't have the ability to buy a home today, but you know what? In six months or one year, you do, and here's a game plan to get you there. So it's coming up with a solution and taking that negative news that you might have and turning it positive because, you know, it's a matter of trying to figure out a solution. If you can figure out that solution for that person, you know, it's just time. You know, you might not time, – time, Brian, like you said earlier, is the most valuable thing in life. It's more valuable than anything because we only have so much time. So, you know, it's a matter of let's, let's get things figured out now and figure out what it takes to put a homeowner into the property or, you know, whatever it takes, no matter what business you're in, it's just finding that solution. No doubt about it. So, you know, and, and, and again, with time, it's like, you know, you, you, people like, oh, I'm going to wait till next year. I'm going to put this off. I'm going to do that. Is there really going to be a next year? I mean, for the world or for you alone? I mean, and, and, and you know, I don't mean it in a, in a super negative sense, but the point is what Corey said, and I preach that all the time. We talk about it is time is the most valuable thing you have because when you're out of time, there's nothing else. It's over. That's it. Your time is gone. So you, time is the most valuable thing. So why waste any of it? It, it, it? Absorb any opportunity. And as soon as you can become a homeowner, you know what? I'm, I'm segueing back into that. As soon as you can become a homeowner, you want to become one. It's just so much valuable. And trust me, there is almost no better feeling. I mean, yes, when you propose to your wife, you meet your first girlfriend, you fall. But realistically, as far as becoming an adult, I don't remember much of a better feeling than the first time I was handed keys to the very first house I ever purchased. The pride that I felt at that point in time was unbelievable. And that house propelled me into my life. It really did. It was the springboard of propelling me into my life into moving forward where you start all of a sudden you start gaining capital and equity, which is what you're going to need to get through this life and to set yourself up for the future. Corey, getting back to you again real quick, what would you say? Because I'm, I'm getting tons of text messages that I'm blow, blowing up. And people are pretty interested. But what would you say would be the most valuable assets that you had that helped you get to where you are now? You know, it's just never giving up. Um, you know, we talk about positivity, but it's having a game plan. Like I said, you know, what I what I did years ago, I still do today. You know, um, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, I, I always have this notepad I carry around with me, and I go through so many notepads. But I, I'll write down that night before, um, you know, five things that I need to do that next day, whether it's making a phone call, whether it's meeting somebody, and I'm going to do those five things, and then I'm going to work other things into that, and it's just being organized. I think the organization has been the best thing for me. It's just, you know, I, I, I organize myself in two ways, one on my notepad and the other one with my basically outlook. I have all of my meetings scheduled every single day, um, and, and I get to them. Like, you know this, Brian, if I get a phone call today, I'm going to return it. It doesn't matter if it's 8 or 9 o'clock at night. I will always return every phone call that comes to me. Um, you know, even if you get that message, I'm going to call you back. I will return that call. So it's, it's, it's getting back to people. Uh, it's being organized. Um, it's having a game plan, and it's working – it's working smarter, not necessarily harder. I always worked hard, but I learned over time how to work smarter and how to be more efficient in the way I worked. Because like I told you, I used to go out and see 25 offices, and, and, and I did that for, for a lot, but then I became more efficient with that in finding those better offices to go visit, finding the people that were more successful to go visit. So it's just, it's just kind of putting a game plan together and sticking with that. that. That's been my biggest thing in life. And that's whether, whether it's personal, whether it's 
health-wise, you know, whether it's the food I eat every day, whether it's the exercise I get every day. Because, you know, I wake up every morning, you know this, Brian, I'm up at 5.30 every morning. You know, I do a cardio workout, then I do a weight workout, then I eat a healthy breakfast, and then I'm off to work. You know, so, so I've got my routine, I, my routine, and I do that every single day, and that's just my life. You know, I've never believed in diets. I believe in lifestyles. So I eat, you know, like I eat the same thing every single day. Um, you know, uh, my, my wife makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> says, says I could never be like you. You're, you always, you're always on the same thing. But, but my body is very healthy. Uh, I feel good. I, I can operate on about six hours of sleep every single day just because of the way I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, like orchestrated what I eat how I work out and the way I kind of put my days together. Yeah. You know, you told me that earlier, you know, if, if you are in good shape and you take good care of yourself, six hours is plenty of sleep and you'll get what you need. And Corey, you, you said it exactly. And, and I knew that that's where you were going to go with it. But really to me, it's, it is having a life's itinerary, an itinerary for your life. And Corey Wood has an itinerary for his life. And it's a routine that he, he sets in, in fact, and it's funny, Corey, because earlier on when I first got out of college, I remember the first thing and I started doing really well. I, um, I, I, you know, I, I did a couple of different things. I went up, up north in the radio, but I came back down and I started working the Detroit newspaper. It was called the Detroit newspaper group at the time, the Detroit news and free press. And I wasn't a writer. I was actually an account executive and selling advertising in the paper. And I started doing really, really well where, you know, you're getting accolades, you're winning little awards and, you know, you're getting recognized and it feels really good at a company like, you know, Gannett Knight Ritter, you know, it's, it's huge. And so I was really happy and people are like, dude, what are you doing? What's the success? And I said, I have two words and you're going to freak out, but they're really what, what makes my life because remind you, I'm a little bit older than Corey. So I can't, I, I wasn't be able to put things on my workbook and my laptop. You know, everything is, you know, all my files were next to my desk and that's the way that it went. So I go, I used to tell people, I just have two simple words for you. It's called Franklin Planner. That was my two words. Franklin Planner. My Franklin Planner looked like a, a, a scratched up dictionary. I wrote in that thing so much, but I had a little system using that. For, remember the old Franklin Planner, Corey? Is that before your time? No, I remember it. I yeah, yeah. absolutely and, because, and, because, because Yep. It had when a, I got in this business, remember there were no computers. Just yeah. Like you. So, so there was this little system, and Franklin had like when you did when you when you made that you did what you're supposed to do, but they weren't there. You put a little circle next to it. If you if they were there, but you didn't complete it, it wasn't a completed task. You would put like a little checks with a circle on the top of the check, and if you completed it, you put an X. You, you put an X there, completed task, and you'd go down and make sure by the end of the day, the goal was that you had to have all X's on the left hand side. And I, you know, Corey, you, you see. I don't leave the office sometimes till nine o'clock at night. And it's because I am not leaving with the task still undone. It's not happening. And it's almost become an obsession. Now, in my case, there's other things that I'm learning from you that I will change to better myself. But the point is those things, typically, when you give yourself a life itinerary, you have a routine and both those things are proving to be successful. That's the most important thing in organization. And for me, organization was a problem. I have a so it was a problem to stay organized. So when you find you have that problem, recognize it. Don't be embarrassed about it and realize, what can I do to, well, Franklin Planner, 
that that got me organized. It just the minute it comes into my head, write it down right now so we don't forget it. We don't go off task. And it kept me on task. And I think we all need something, especially in a position that most mortgage loan originators, mortgage branch managers, most realtors, uh, we're all in a position where we really are all basically self-employed to the respect that we are paid based on our performance. Well, the more organized you are, the more you set itineraries for yourself and a game plan and things you need to accomplish in a day, I think you get more successful. And Corey, it's not that you reinvented the wheel teaching all of us that stuff you just kind of emphasize it but the emphasis means so much more when it's coming from someone that has actually utilized these tools and been very successful with them and that's kind of why i'm telling i told my friends as i was coming in listen to what Corey has to say i'm gonna quit talking again because my buddy joe just goes let Corey talk more so i'm gonna which is funny but it's the truth Corey, what advice would you give to people, especially, you know, you started out as a teenager with this idea in your mind that I am going to be a seven figure man by the time I'm 20, if not, if not in my early twenties, what advice would you give to people that are sitting here, listening to the show now, debating at college, the working world, what they would do? What would you tell them? Well, Brian, it doesn't matter what you do in life. Um, really it's, and I tell this to my kids all the time, you know, they're going to go in a completely different direction than where I went. But I, I always tell anybody, you know, find something that you're passionate about, that you really love, learn it, study it, um, get to know it better than anybody else. And that's what I did. You know, when I got into the mortgage business, Brian, I read guidelines. You know, I, I, I went through product matrices. I knew every product was Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA. I knew every product. So when somebody would ask me a question, I might not know that in-depth answer, but I knew where to go get it. So you become that expert in your field, and no matter what that field is, you will be successful, and you can make good money. And I tell my children this, like my goal when I got into the business was – I'm going to get into it, I'm going to learn it, and within 10 years, I want to own my own mortgage company. And that came sooner. It came within eight years. Eight years after I got in the business, I owned my own mortgage company. So, so, And that was just learning as much as I could. I was just that, like, sponge, you know. No was never in my vocabulary, you know. I was always asking questions. Um, if somebody, if somebody basically, you know, had a better like solution to a problem, I would, I would take it. I, and I still do, you know, I feel I'm always learning. The moment you stop learning is the moment you stop being successful. So, you know, I can always learn stuff. I listen to everybody, you know, you'll watch me there, Brian. I don't say a lot. I listen to everybody, you know, and then I, I take, you know, the good things and I kind of re kind of put them into like, my formula and I do them my way. So it's just, it's really just getting to know the business that you're going to get into, studying it, becoming that expert, and then eventually going off and doing that on your own to be an entrepreneur and, you know, someday own your own business. It's out there for you again. Ask, believe, and receive. And you got, you just have to do the work. And, and again, everything Corey said, you know, it, it, it's, it's invaluable information and it's absolutely 100% the truth. And, uh, it is just, you know, again, having that game plan and what I, what I take out of that for younger people, if you want to put it into cliff notes, what Corey just said, 
you know, find something that you are passionate about, that you really enjoy doing. That's the beautiful thing. And what still makes, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of people's opinions, the United States, the greatest country in the world to live in, because you have an opportunity to pursue any dream that you want. If you put your mind to it and you're willing to work for it and you're willing to build relationships. And if I took the mo- the thing I took out of that is becoming an expert in your field. So if you love the field and you go into something that you love, be a sponge, soak up everything and become the number one expert in the, in the facility you're working at and, and with the goal of becoming the number one expert in your, in, in your field. And the, there, I, I can't imagine that you wouldn't be successful if you put those, if you put those lessons into play. I think it would be just about impossible. Corey is always could not appreciate you more taking time out. I know right now it's almost 10 o'clock there in Tennessee. Get some rest. You've got your morning routine that you still even take care of on the weekends. Uh, hopefully you have a great night with your family and uh, looking forward to seeing you soon. Hey, I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you for the time. And uh, like always, you and your listeners have a wonderful weekend. What a great story. Let's give you the proper send off. You've been listening to the CEO Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Residential Bank Corp's Chief Executive Officer, Corey Wood. Best of the best, people. Best of the best. That is Corey Wood, our Chief Executive Officer, our President at uh, Residential Bank Corp, now with on, on Q Financial. And I'm telling you, we can help you out. I'll give you my personal number again, 702-964-5720. You can call me anytime for any of these things. I want to let you know the next two weeks, it'll be best ofs, but in the second Friday in September, September 8th, we will be doing, a, we'll have a new feature that is going to be really cool. We'll be joined also by Josie Haddam, who is uh, the representative at, at um, the Nevada Housing Authority, talking about the teacher's grant programs, the Home is Possible programs, FTHB, the first time home buyer programs. It, 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 invaluable information on that and where those grants are going coming up in a couple of weeks. So make sure you're here for that. Before we close today with the last couple minutes, I want to give you a little preview of what, and Spencer, you can join in now uh, if you can see him and stuff. But I want to give you a little preview of what we are going to have. See, Spencer, look at he's at home, smart man. He stayed out of the flood. Here I am in the studio. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to me on the way home? But but Spencer, the name of the, the new segment is going to be initially. It is going to be the week, the listings of the week. Throughout the show, Spencer's been doing awesome. I've been watching him. He has been showing you probably like what are these? These are the different listings. The first listing right here that we're going to show. These are all realtors I have worked with in the past. Those are the realtors I choose to do business with I've worked with and so right they're helping me get this thing started because we're not initially starting this week but these are actually live local or live listings one of them has an offer in it, I believe is an escrow but we just want to give you a few examples of what is going on here in Las Vegas right now and this first listing by my very good friend Rachel Torricelli um, I think Torricelli I probably said it wrong for years with her grandma Sandy Ford they work as a real estate team they do a phenomenal job and right now she has a property list the property is it is it 1102 or 1102 Olivia Parkway. The property is in Henderson and um, it is uh, the value spence go up a little bit so I can see the rest of uh, no, the other way you're going there. There we go. I want to see the, the price on the property. I saw it here a little bit ago. Right now it is listed. The sales price is $49.97. You got two bathrooms, two full baths, two bedrooms, uh, living area. You got a thousand. It's about 1,608 square feet. Uh, really nice property. Spencer's been playing it. So all new appliances. 
Um, you, you're looking at probably, now remember I told you I was going to give you guesstimated. You're probably looking at a total payment when you include taxes and insurance and everything along with that thing. You're probably looking in the vicinity of about $2,500 a month where they're saying, you know, 2472 is what we're showing on the screen right now. But again, uh, that is, you know, in a perfect world, this is where things are at right now. But this is a gorgeous property. It's available. And if you are interested, I can't give out the realtors uh, information this show uh, for, for certain reasons, but I'll be able to in the next show. But I will tell you, her, the, her name is Rachel Torricelli, Torricelli and her grandma, Sandy Ford. And if you want to give me a call, I will be happy to share the information. You give Rachel a call and see this property. Go ahead, Spence, with the next one. We got to fly through these two. So this one here is listed. I scroll down a little bit so I can see who it's listed by the other way. There we go. Just see this is at 4413 Corin Lane. It's in Las Vegas, 89108. 441,400 is a listing price. This is Clint Whiting's listing. Clint, another great realtor I've worked with several times. Clint is the owner and CEO of Innovation Realty. And this property is great. As you can see, a house that was built a little bit ago in 79, but you got a, almost a 7,500 square square foot lot. Um, it's huge. Uh, um, you're looking at an estimated payment of probably total around, be, you know, between $27 and $2,800 a month. Uh, you the got a Dr. Three- Annette Show, Saturday morning at 7. You, you got a three-car attached garage. I'm sorry about that little mistake there. Three-car attached garage um, and just a beautiful a beautiful uh, opportunity here with Clinton. There's also a seller uh, and lender incentives as well with this property. Give me a call. I can hook you up. Spence, quickly go to the next one because we are out of time. So this one here is at five. 5- Five two one, and this is at White Leaf Court. This is with Blake Gwynn with w- the Willow Manor Group, and uh, Blake, a, a friend of mine now for a, a few months. Uh, me and Blake actually have not done a deal together. We're getting ready to work on one right now. Seventy, almost seventy nine hundred square foot lot size, huge house, two car attached to garage. Um, Spence, go up a little bit so I can see the bedrooms and bathrooms in the, in the house. There, there. Uh, I thought I saw them. Were, were they up a little higher? I didn't know what, what happened to them. Well. Okay, I, I can't hear you, Spence, but but anyways, check this property out. Um, a, a beautiful house as well. Again, the address. And go down a little bit so I can see. You got our pictures over the uh over the price of the house. I want to see the purchase price so they can see that. Um, it's right at the top on the left. There we go. Five seventy four nine ninety nine is the price of this house. And again, the realtor is uh, Blake Gwynn on this one. And the last one is by Jake Burkett. If you pull that one up, that is at seven nine one seven Orchard Port Avenue. We did this one last because there is this house is an escrow. Beautiful property though by Jake and uh, does a great job out there listing. Jake is with Real Broker LLC. And uh, again, I have information. I can get you hooked up with these realtors with these properties. But again. We are starting a new segment in September, and that is going to be uh, listings of the week. Hey, if you own or plan to own a home, listen. Uh, we got the wrong ones coming in here. There we go. Come on, give me the clothes properly. All right. I got the right one this time. All right. But uh, anyways, that'll be coming up. No show next week. No show on the on the Friday before Labor Day. The next show will be Friday, August 8th. Josie Hayden will be here. Corey Wood will be here. Spencer Ostrowski will be here. I'll be here, and we'll be talking rent it, buy it, refi it. I'm Brian Feldman. Great to see you. Have a great and safe week, and we'll see you next You've week. been listening to Rent It, Buy It, Refi It on KSHP 1400 AM. If you own or plan to own a home in the state of Nevada, make sure to check out Brian, Louie, and the rest of the Residential Bancorp crew 
along with the mortgage and real estate industry leaders and experts every Friday night at 6. Remember, if you're looking for any information regarding mortgage programs, go to residentialbankcorp.com or give Brian Feldman a call personally at 702-964-5720. Residential Bank Corp. Funding America one neighborhood at a time.